It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am the mayor of PHNX, allegedly, sometimes this guy next to me. Sometimes he's my vice mayor. Sometimes he's just the antagonist in my life. It's the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. I'm always the antagonist in your life, Derek. Let's be real here. That's that's (laughs) absolutely the truth. Uh, There are, of course... Breaking news? We got we got breaking news? <laughs> Legendary got? breaking news. Jesse, hit us with it. What do you got? Uh, yeah, this is a little anticlimactic, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the Diamondbacks. I mean, I guess it sort of has to do with the Diamondbacks. It's it has Diamond to do with Diamondbacks legend. history. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have landed Diamondbacks legend, right-handed reliever Taylor Clark uh, oh, in on. a we trade the with the Kansas City Royals in exchange for... Infielder Cam Devaney and right-handed reliever Ryan Brady. Big, big trade. Big trade. I mean, like right it's after than Yoshi, like the Yoshi Yamamoto news. Yeah, I would, totally I would, I would say yeah. so. I mean, there was the Otani contract, and then there was Eric where Fetty. is Taylor? Yeah, there's no, Eric, Eric Fetty. That was number two. Eric right, Fetty was number two, and then yeah. number three was where is Taylor Clark going to land this offseason? Uh, we have our answer. It is the Milwaukee Brewers. That was an absolute abuse of the Espo uh, breaking news sounder, and I don't appreciate <laughs> that one bit. A ski to all of you out there. Happy to have you guys here today, uh, and happy to talk about Yamamoto. Uh, since Jacob brought him up, not happy. I'm not, I guess. I guess yeah, happy are you was, happy to talk? That's about the you? wrong word to use, considering that John Heyman has said that the Yankees and the Dodgers are co-favorites, as he said for Yamamoto. And I don't like that one bit, Jesse. Don't like that one bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not all that surprising, right? It's I not. think. Uh, I think it. It always seemed like the the New York teams. I think the the Mets are maybe still in this to some extent as well. Uh, the Yankees certainly. The Yankees seem to be a little more Yankee-ish this offseason, where it seems like they're being a little more aggressive. They sure. obviously made the the Juan Soto trade. Uh, they also traded for Alex Verdugo. Their lineup looks, you know, more formidable, uh, certainly, than it did before. A lot more formidable than it looked this past season. So, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are, they, they don't like living near the bottom of, of the AL East. There's some really good teams out there, and uh, you know, still work left for them to do. And Yamamoto would certainly be a big part of that. We talked yesterday about Yamamoto, um, his meeting with the Dodgers in L.A. that had basically the whole cast of characters with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Shohei Otani as and well as Will Smith. Not James Altman. And yeah, Chris Taylor yeah. was not invited to the party. No. But um, but yeah, a, you know, 
this is that's sort of the next big domino to fall and i think it could happen pretty soon his posting period ends on january 4th i don't think it's going to go anywhere close to that long though i think we'll probably have an answer on yamamoto's future team here probably within the next few days uh, i think it was jeff passan he tweeted out uh the dodgers payroll for next year what each guy is making and showed that otani was at the bottom of that mountain right there so of yeah. course as much as otani <laughs> uh as much as that we've already talked about the deal favoring the dodgers it favors them even more so because now you have players that yearn to play with someone of Otani's caliber and you have a team now that has the cap space or excuse me the competitive balance tax space uh to go after these guys and that's that's why life is unfair and I'm just everything makes me sad Jesse everything makes me sad but uh of course the Diamondbacks could make me happy uh if they make a couple of more moves Mike Hazen's moves as GM have been pretty damn good especially lately over the last couple of seasons we're going to snake draft his best moves of his time here in Arizona. But before we get to that, we did have some more potential free agent targets that the Diamondbacks could potentially go after. Uh, one that's completely Jesse's idea and is probably going to upset each and every one of you. But <laughs> before we get to that one, uh, Tom Murphy is a potential candidate, free agent, uh, 32-year-old, uh, former, or not former, but I guess part-time catcher, uh, some DH as well. Uh, not anybody, of course, that's going to move the needle a bit like the Taylor Clark deal that we we're kind of joking about there, but definitely somebody that the Diamondbacks could use. Uh, guy had some good offensive numbers here, 290 batting average, 335 on base percentage and a 538 slugging, eight home runs, 17 RBI, uh, 0.8 FWAR. So not great there, but very limited playing time. So in that small sample size, that's some pretty good numbers that he put up. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Mitch Garver yesterday, and and I think Tom Murphy is is similar in some ways in that those offensive numbers. I mean, 290, 335, 538, like you're talking about numbers that would be in line with roughly what Corbin Carroll did last year, right? Or, or Cattell Marte. Like those are really, really good numbers. Granted, uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't play a whole lot last year. I think that was over about 150, 160 plate appearances, something like that. Uh, he was the Seattle Mariners' backup catcher. Cal Raleigh, of course, has really come on strong and been a very, very good player for the Mariners here uh, over the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, he wound up missing some time at the end of the season. He missed the last six weeks of 2023. Uh, with what was initially diagnosed as like a, a tendon tear in his thumb, but eventually they found a fracture. He wound up missing uh, missing the rest of the season with that. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to look at those numbers and be like, this guy can this guy can hit a little bit. Uh, it's it's you know it's certainly a smaller sample size. I don't know if I would expect him to put up those numbers, you know, over the long haul, like over a full season, if the Diamondbacks asked him to do that, but. He can he can hit and he's a guy who probably won't cost you a whole lot compared to some of the other names that we've discussed. I think that's the thing is, is that this would be a very once again, a very Mike Hazen move for, you know, again, grabbing someone under the radar, somebody that maybe not a lot of people are aware of based on his limited playing time and and could end up being a really decent option for this team, not only as a backup catcher, but potentially as that DH, if he could put up those kind of numbers over the course of the season. Now, he yeah. has been injured quite a bit 
It's not the same injury, though, right? So it's not like he has, you know, it's not like he's an injury concern where, like, oh, he has a shoulder problem and it's kind of flared up over the <laughs> he last year. He keeps years. fracturing the same tiny yeah, bone in his yeah, thumb exactly. every no. year, Derek. I mean, it's outrageous. He, he fractured his left thumb in 2023. He missed nearly all of 2022 with a dislocated left shoulder and then missed all of 2020 with a broken foot. So he's hurt himself quite a bit. Yeah, and all is of he the Mr. different. Glass? Are we worried about him breaking something else potentially? I mean, is that an actual concern when it's just a guy's getting injured and not necessarily that it's a, a, a an ongoing injury that could you know career that could be career threatening i mean i think at a certain point when you log enough injuries and like like all over your body you're just durable you're not durable yeah you're not, there's, you're there, are some, there are some valid durability questions with tom murphy for sure uh if you go back uh so yeah as you mentioned he missed nearly all of the 2022 season with that dislocated shoulder, he had shoulder surgery. He was yeah hardly played at all. I think it was like 40 plate appearances. He was very good in those 40 plate appearances. If you look at over the last two seasons together, That's... it's 201 plate appearances. It's not a lot, but his slash line is 292, 357, 523. Ridiculous. Which again is, is very, very good. But then you go back made, to 20. That made Jacob go, what? Like, it made him sit There's some pretty good numbers. Like You don't really think of Tom Murphy necessarily nope. as being that guy. Nope. But you go back to 2021 then which is it wasn't exactly a full season but i mean i guess it sort of was in some ways he's he's never really been a full-time player uh he played 97 games in 2021 and he hit 202 304 350 so there there are just some questions here like i I, that's why i wouldn't go into 2024 you know if expecting tom murphy if he stays healthy to be like a 900 ops guy i don't think that's realistic but his career ops is still right around 770 He's generally been, you know, pretty solid offensively overall. And the Diamondbacks are a team that needs a backup catcher and also could use some help in the DH slot. And that's something that Tom Murphy, uh, he could sort of check both of those boxes at a pretty affordable price. So he's not at the top of the list. You know, we've talked about some other names that are more reliable, more more durable guys that you would probably rather have over someone like Tom Murphy. For sure. But there's an undeniable fit here. And he played for the Mariners last year, Derek. And yes. if and anyone who yeah, just who recently played for the Mariners, yep. there's an obvious fit there. So it's only a matter of time. Tim said it in the chat. <laughs> we'll just be the Arizona Mariners soon. And right. That's exactly, exactly what we will be. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that there are going to be some low-key moves like this that are going to need to be made in order for this team to be well-rounded and to kind of fill a lot of the vacancies that they're losing and the guys that they're losing. You know, I think that, uh, you know, Evan Longoria, he, he's the low key guy that of course did a lot for this team in a lot of different ways. Uh, and I, I know that Tory will proceed with the DH the way he has in the past. If the diamondbacks don't go up and pick up a DH, but a guy like this could be very valuable to this team in, in several ways. And I think at this point with the, kind of budget that they have left they're going to need to look into options that are guys that fill more than one role uh at this point in order for them to get all of those positional needs filled yeah you have another guy though that you wanted to discuss and i'm not going to take any part in this i'm not so you go ahead you have the floor (laughs) all right put up the graphic put up the graphic jacob it's andrew mccutcheon Mm -hmm. He hit 256 378 397 in 2023 with the pittsburgh pirates 12 homers, 43 RBI, 1.2 wins above replacement. If you're not fully catching on to why Derek has a deep disdain for Andrew McCutcheon, then you're not a Diamondbacks fan. It's then you're not a real Diamondbacks fan. One decade ago, right? 2013. I hold grudges, Jesse. You know this. Andrew McCutcheon won the NL MVP award and Paul Goldschmidt did not. And I get it. 
you know, Paul Goldschmidt that year, I think that was the year we had like 36 homers and 125 RBI. The counting stats for Goldie were much better. Uh, I think a big separator for people was that McCutcheon played center field, played center field at the time. He doesn't play center field anymore. Played center field at the time, whereas Goldie was a first baseman. That's a whole other conversation. We won't go too far down that road. I, I tend to get in, in deep trouble on this show when I when I entertain conversations about uh, things that were traumatizing in the past. Um, but yeah, Andrew McCutcheon, as as you saw there, like put up some pretty decent numbers in 2023 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He did miss some time toward the end of the season uh, with a partially torn Achilles, which figure a fairly significant injury there. Uh, he played 98 games at DH in 2023 for the Pirates, just eight in right field. I don't know if he's a guy you really want to play a whole lot in the outfield at this point. We've talked a number uh, a number of times about a you know a number of different players who would be more in that DH spot than someone you want to play in the field. So I think McCutcheon would would be one of those guys where in an emergency situation you could put him in the outfield, but you probably want to avoid that. He can still run though, Derek. Uh, granted, with the torn Achilles, we'll have to see if that's still something that you know teams want him to do in 2024. He stole 11 bases this past year, which impressed me. Had 77th percentile sprint speed, uh, which is also impressive for a man that is now 37 years old. But yeah, another guy who, I mean, you look at a 378 on-base percentage. The Diamondbacks did not have a single player on this roster with an on-base percentage that high. Corbin Carroll was their highest at 362. There's a lot of value in a 378 on-base percentage even for a guy who, granted, does not have the kind of power that he once did. Are you done? I, I say Derek I, is just really refusing to talk about this. No, I don't want to entertain. Look, I don't need to entertain every free agent idea that this guy comes up with, and this is definitely one that I refuse to entertain. But uh, sure, yeah, he still has a lot to give. Because he doesn't even use a coaster on this table. Yeah, I, neither one of us are using coasters, to be just, honest. I don't think this is real wood for being totally. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm putting yeah, I mean, this lovely it's table. It's not a real snake. Then we also have a table that has to last us, Jesse. Yeah, but if it's not real wood, it's not going to hurt anything, right? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. My table. mom just lost her mind hearing you say that. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> the Diamondbacks continue to win uh, as they scratch off their free agency list. Of course, they still have a lot of spots still to scratch off. Let's take a look at uh, their their scratcher card here presented by our friends at Arizona Lottery. But, of course, you can also win with holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. Make sure to pick some up right now or last minute, like Jesse is going to inevitably do, uh, no matter when you're shopping, whether it's already done, whether you're doing some stocking stuffer shopping, or again, whether you're going to stop literally on the way to the company party tonight to get your gift, like I know Jesse Friedman is absolutely going to do. Uh, they make a perfect gift. There are scratches for everyone on your list, and the top prizes are up to a half a million dollars. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. Jesse, did you, do you have your gift for tonight? I do not have my gift for tonight. <laughs> but I do have, this man loves last minute But shopping. I do uh, have ideas yeah. and I know where I'm gonna go. Yeah. And I know probably what I'm gonna get. That's although good. I'm open to any, you know, if I any see suggestions? if I see No, not suggestions. Ah. At least not from you. I can't be asking you for suggestions I make when I, I, there's I, a I chance that you presents. might actually be the recipient of my gift. But that is fair. Um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. I always come through, Derek. If I you, always still wind up with the gifts, even if even if I get them 
two hours before. Well, I was going to say, if you uh, if you would have put some more time and thought into this, maybe you could have ordered some sunglasses from Shady Rays for someone tonight. I'm sure they would have loved them. They're gear built to last. They're premium polarized sunglasses. We know about their crazy lost and broken replacement plan. But, Jesse, you're in luck because they have a location here in town at Carolyn Commons. So, you. if you need to do your last-minute shopping, you can stop by there. Of course, you can also shop at ShadyRays.com. Uh, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair, return them for free within 30 days, and that goes on to the person you're purchasing them for as well. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades Rated 5 Stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, well, we thank you guys, of course, for being here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. We always love our attaboys. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we love you too. Make sure to subscribe to us on that side as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews. Uh, well, we talked about Mike Hazen, and obviously we know of the good that he's done here. We also know... Uh, of the not so good at times. We know that he has swung and missed on some deals uh, in his time as general manager of this team. But we decided that since we are big fans of what he's done so far this offseason, that we would take a chance to snake draft our favorite moves of the Mike Hazen era. Right? That's what we're be, calling this? This is going to be pretty fun. I, I, I was I'm told I cheated. I, I did like not cheat. Jacob yeah, well, totally Jacob, cheated. Jacob, Jacob absolutely has cheated. the first overall pick. And, and he, he was the one that... Allegedly used like a random number generator. Jesse, watched but... me put all three names onto a random wheel name picker, and it yeah. just happened to land on me. Yeah. So I how do you... I didn't see what website you were on, I didn't see what website you were on, Jacob. There's no probabilities right. added. There's no... You're not doing this to me. No. All right, so here we go. We're going to snake draft our favorite moves of Mike Hazen's uh, time as GM. We have our five rounds here, uh, and I think we're ready to rock and roll. Jacob, would you kick us off with the first overall pick? Nice. Oh, my God. I've always wanted to use that <laughs> music. Like, oh, no, I'm the only one that gets it. Oh, son uh, of a bitch. With the first overall pick <sighs> in our snake draft, it has to be. Signing Corbin Carroll to an eight-year extension. Mm. Interesting. Mm. That's not what I would have gone with. There are a few moves that I was contemplating taking here at this first pick. Yeah, there's a there's but a lot of good. But in terms of what is going to go. win me the public favor, okay. In the vote online, everybody loves Corbin. And yeah. in terms of moves that Mike Hazen has made, securing quite possibly a top ten baseball player in in the whole league for the next eight years on a pretty team friendly deal for what it's worth is a pretty significant and impressive move. Yes. I'm going to agree so, with you on that. Fair that's enough. what I go with is first overall. Okay. Uh, that's Jacob's first overall pick. I am pick number two. Uh, and I, this, that, that kind of shook me up a little bit. I yeah, know, is that, was I, that going to be your, was that going to be your first? No, your I first just, I pick? didn't, I, I guess I wasn't expecting it's a good pick. I'm not knocking the pick. I like the pick very much. Um, I guess I am just going to go ahead. This might be a stretch in the first round. I'm going to go with the Gabby trade. Okay. Going with the Gabby trade uh, okay. where they traded for Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel for uh, Dalton Varsho. That's that's compelling. I mean, Gabriel G Moreno G is a pretty... G-A-B-I. G-A-B-I. Let's, let's get it right there, sir. All right. 
All right, Jesse. You know Yo Gabby Gabby uh, actually started with G-A-B-Y? Because when I B-B-Y, when I texted you, that's yeah. what I texted yes, you. you. And did. that's what I tweeted out the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody called me out for it. Nobody. Jesse? Oh, I'm I'm really torn here. This yeah, I know. This is difficult. You do have two picks. I do. Oh, you're right. I do have two in, a, have row. Two in a row. Oh, well, that helps so much. Yeah, I I'm figured so, I would. I'm so glad that's the case. Yeah. Um, although honestly still still fairly difficult there's still a number of different directions that i could go yep um i'll go ahead and say give me the jd martinez trade in 2017 i know that the diamondbacks didn't wind up winning the world series in 2017 or anything like that but just from a pure value standpoint jd martinez had wow the best second half in Diamondbacks history. Potentially one of the best second halves in baseball history. Yeah, like history. in baseball history, basically. <laughs> like for real. Uh, he hit, it's I want to no say joke. it was 29 home runs for the Diamondbacks in the second half of the season. Uh, just ludicrous numbers down the stretch. And I think for Diamondbacks fans, just like you're going to have fond memories of watching J.D. Martinez uh, play in, in the second half of 2017 for a long time. Yeah. The, the moment where he had four home runs at Dodger Stadium certainly stands out. And there's a reason, Derek, that a lot of people want to see J.D. Martinez back in 2024 because of, you know, everything that he accomplished in 2017. My next pick uh, to start the second round is going to be, I think someone just said it in in the chat, acquiring Zach Gallen in Mm mid-2019 in exchange for Jazz Chisholm. Mm -hmm. Jazz Chisholm, you know, a a perfectly fine player. This isn't like the J.D. Martinez trade where you feel like you didn't really wind up giving up much of anything. Uh, but I think if you asked all 30 MLB GMs right now whether they'd rather have Zach Gallen or Jazz Chisholm, I don't think there's really a question there. And the Diamondbacks' success in 2023, there's no way the Diamondbacks go to the World Series if they don't have Zach Gallen. So uh, that is my first pick of the second round. That's a very, very good pick. Um, I am going to go with what I consider to be um, Mike Hazen's best free agent move ever in his time as GM. Fascinating. Uh, and I'm going to go with getting acquiring Merrill Kelly. Okay. Two years, a five and a half million dollar deal. Absolutely just seems like... Okay, uh, if I put Sign Mert? Yeah, Sign Mert's fine. That, sign yeah, Mert. Sign Mert's fine. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, Merrill Kelly. Uh, yeah, you got that. Absolutely. Right. That was where I was going. Absolutely. In the the diamond in the rough when it comes to, you know, what, what Merrill Kelly became versus what he was when we were talking about the Diamondbacks pursuing him versus everything. And I, we weren't even doing the show back then, uh, but yeah. uh, we were doing shows ourselves you know, separately. And I think we both were I- intrigued by the Merrill Kelly's, Kelly signing. There was never a time where people were like against it because it was two years, five and a half million dollars. There was such a low, you know, there's such a low risk there and such a high potential reward. And now we've seen that Merrill Kelly, again, you talk about Zach Gallon. Getting us to the World Series, the Diamondbacks do not get to the World Series without Merrill Kelly. It also, I, I will add just real quick, it was two years, $5.5 million with two club options that were very affordable. Oh, 4.25 yeah, million for 2021, $5.25 million for 2022. Um, there was an extension later on that allowed Merrill to, to stay in town through like this past season. But yeah, that initial contract was except that the value there was exceptional. All right. Go ahead, uh, Jacob. I'm hinting at my hand in preview mode to you guys, but yeah. I am going with the Cattell Marte trade because I I think that the way my brain is thinking about this right now is the world the making the World Series this last year was the furthest this team has gone since winning the World Series in 01. Like 
it was a monumental year and i think any of the pieces that were instrumental in getting them there i think that's what you have to look at as my Cajun's best moves like what got them the furthest sure right and so that's why i went with with corbin one and cattell two that trade was really interesting because I think a lot of D-backs fans were big, um, and I'll I'll pull you guys back up on the screen. But I think I think D-backs fans were big Gene Segura fans. Oh yeah, um, yes. Gene Gene the hitting machine. Gene Gene the 2016. Yeah, I mean he was yeah. he was pretty phenomenal. So it was definitely one of those big swings. And, and actually, Mitch Haniger too. Well, yeah, Mitch, Mitch Haniger was, was part of that he, deal. he turned into a pretty solid baseball player. I mean, right. he can't stay healthy, which is unfortunate um, because he's got all he's got the tools. Um, but I think that. That the interesting thing about the trade is that you traded for Taiwan Walker. Realistically, you were Taiwan Walker was more of the piece in that trade than Cattell Marte was. He was pretty good yeah. for this and, team. And he's been a good baseball player yeah. since. So you got actually quite a bit of value back, and they just made the wrong decision when it came to which pitcher to keep um, when they let Taiwan walk. See, that's going back to the reason why that Gabby trade was my number one overall pick was the value, like what you're saying. Like it's not to say like Dalton Varsho, I, I think that was also kind of ballsy to move your guy with the highest war on your team, right? But you also had the fact that like just trading for Gabby would have been like a win, I think, for the Diamondbacks, just pit player for player. But the fact that Lourdes came here, electrified this team and did what he did, I mean, that's that's just hard to to think of any better trade that has yeah. occurred, you know. Yeah, the the like you did, Derek. The the Gabby trade was right there for my number one, just because Gabby's such a yeah. likable guy. Yeah. Um, what do you got for round three? For 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 my second of my back to back picks, um, I'm actually going to go with the Mert extension. No, oh. um, because once again, extremely affordable for a guy who's quite possibly Incredibly a top twenty pitcher in baseball. Stupid affordable. Like, yeah. I don't know what more you could ask for from any guy other than what Mert's given you over the last two, three years. Yeah. Like when they signed him out of the KBO, it was really like, oh yeah, he's a guy that'll come in and he'll fill your probably your five, your four spot maybe. Um, and all of a sudden, something clicked, and it's probably something that Brett Strom worked with him on. Um, but something clicked, and yeah, and, and without having overpowering stuff, because I think we can all sit here and say his stuff doesn't jump off the page. He doesn't just have spectacular like he's got some some great yeah. movement, but it's his location, it's his strategy, it's just his ability to pitch deep pitches. in the game. Yeah, <laughs> the, the ability to throw deep into a baseball game. Um, what's not to love? We live in an era of baseball where guys are throwing five innings. It might be a spectacular five innings where they strike out thirteen guys. Yeah, but I'll take a merch start where he goes eight innings, strikes out eleven, and. And, and gives up a run like he, he's the guy that you want on the mound and we've talked about it all year he's the perfect complement to zach gallon because if zach gallon goes out there and he's unhittable and you win that baseball game great you get to follow him up with merrill kelly you're probably going to win another baseball game you're going to get two in a row yeah zach gallon goes out there you don't get what you want out of him and he loses that baseball game you still get to throw merrill kelly out there the next day and you still have a really good chance of winning that next game so i this, i think this that, extension was especially I mean, I think it was two years, $18 million. Yeah. And with, this was with signed. Team option for 25. Yeah, with a team option for $7 million for 2025, which I'm going to take a guess and say the Diamondbacks are probably going to wind up picking <laughs> that up. don't say. The yeah. timing was impeccable. The Diamondbacks yeah. signed this extension immediately before Merrill Kelly took an enormous leap and became like a top of the rotation yeah. type starter. Yeah. Which is probably this the move. Is that's unreal. The, that's the one thing you could say about Mike Hazen's time as GM of this team is that 
it almost seems like he always understands when the time is to pull the trigger that it's not only the best value for the team, but yeah. it's right before these guys blow up. And it's like that's what the talent recognition and acquisition portion of his skill set is so good at. You know, probably listening to his coaches, listening to scouts, having all of that input. But I mean, ultimately, he's the one that decides at times and it's, it all falls on him. Uh, and that's why my pick for the third round is the best value pick of the draft and maybe the best value of his time here as GM, uh, getting Christian Walker off waivers oh, in 2017. I that one, Derek. Don't getting it. Christian Walker, 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 single, double, triple Walker. He hits dingers, Christian Walker, having a day. Uh, yeah, and he's had himself a day since he's been a part of this team. Uh, 2017, he was claimed off of waivers uh, and became a part of the Diamondbacks organization and truly helped us forget that hole that was left by Paul Goldschmidt over there at first base. And his first season, people didn't really want to forget. They didn't want to move on. But I felt like he played so well and has played so well over there that it's made it easy for us to transition away from Goldie. Yeah, it, I mean, it took a little while, too. I mean, that waiver claim was before the 2017 season, and you didn't really see Christian Walker come on strong as like an everyday big league first baseman until 2019. So mm -hmm. it took a couple seasons. But yeah, Christian Walker's just been such an enormous part of this baseball team, and it's easy to forget that he came on a waiver claim like just a few months into Mike Hazen's tenure as GM. Certainly one of the best moves he's made. That's a good one. Um yeah, that was definitely going to be my next pick, but I'll I'll pivot and I'll go to the Cattell Marte extension number one. There were two Cattell Marte extensions. Oh, uh, first one, one was absurd. The first one the was the first just one stupid. was the absurd one, and that's the one that I want. So this is the pre twenty eighteen eighteen to twenty two with the options for twenty three and twenty four. Yep, team options for twenty three and twenty twenty four. So technically, if the Diamondbacks hadn't signed the second extension with Cattell Marte, he would still be on the team under this initial contract. Do you remember? Do you remember the value of that initial contract, I don't, Derek? I don't. Five years, twenty four million dollars. <laughs> that's <laughs> un unreal. People want to sit here and like bash Mike Hazen Four. on social media and be like, he stinks. Less than he $5 never million wins. Dollars a year. Okay. And granted, these were cheaper years. Like these, these were not, he wasn't buying out all free agent years. Uh, I believe this is like maybe the last year of pre-arb and then the three arbitration years are part of this. Mm -hmm. So that's part of why the number is as low as it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just remarkable value. I think the 2023 option was like 10 million. The 2024 option was 12 million, something like that. Of course, the Diamondbacks signed another extension with Marte prior to the 2022 season, which increased those options, just uh, guaranteed those options and increased the dollar values a little bit. Now, Cattell Marte is under team control through 2028. That extension also looks pretty good at this point, although there's still quite a ways to go there. But that first extension, I mean, Cattell Marte got MVP votes in 2019. I know there's been some injuries. I know he hasn't always maintained this level of performance, but... He was a huge part of their success in 2023, right? The NLCS MVP. And technically, that first extension that they signed would have been enough to make Cattell a Diamondback, not only in 2023, but in this upcoming season as well. Yeah, for a very long time. Yeah. All right, what's your second pick? Oh, man, I have to do another one, don't you I? do? Yeah, that was not on my radar. Um, all right. Yeah, this is where I feel like it, it becomes a little bit, a little bit harder. Um... There's still some value out There's there. There's still some value there out there. There are some incredible value out there. I'm torn. 
I'm torn between two, and I am going to go with a guy who has only played for the Diamondbacks for about a month and a half, and his name is Ryan Thompson, and it's the Diamondbacks one. signed him to one. a minor league deal in mid-August, and he went on to have a sub-one ERA uh, to finish off the season. It was really good in the playoffs, too. So, yeah, I, I was torn. Should I, well, I, should, I do? Should, I, should I write this as, like, just tea time? Tea time? It's just tea time. Tea time. Tea time. Yeah, that's perfect. It was tea a time. minor league deal. Yeah. <laughs> MILB deal. Just, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard thing to put in like, you know, eight characters. No, but that's fine. He was a huge part of the 2023 season. Not only that, but the Diamondbacks have him for, I want to say, two more seasons, yes. um, just, which is also huge. Just, just having crazy. affordable team control of yeah. a guy who looks like a pretty, pretty solid seventh inning arm for, for the next couple of years moving forward. I am going to go ahead and take another trade just to mix things up. I got a I got a free agent signing out. I got waiver acquisition. I got a trade. It's time to go back to trades. And I am going to go with the man once again that was instrumental. When you talk about Tom, Ryan Thompson, this is the other guy that was instrumental in Diamondbacks making yeah. the World Series. And that is Paul Seawald from the Seattle Mariners. Jump, jump, jump around for Paul Seawald. Acquired in a trade for Josh Rojas. He's calling Dominic, him C-word? <laughs> did, did I say he's... Seward? Seawald. No, no sorry. You, I'm criticizing Jacob. I'm not yeah. criticizing you. Yeah, there. you wrote it wrong. You wrote, you wrote, you wrote Seward, Seward ah, on, the, on you the wrote screen. It. Not me. That's you. You did that. Uh, Seawald. Yeah, acquired him for Josh Rojas, Dominic Canzone, and Ryan Bliss. Obviously, Ryan Bliss there probably. Yeah, my, I was torn between Seawald and Ryan Thompson. Yeah. But my the reason I went with, with Ryan Thompson is the cost was basically nothing. nothing. Yeah. Whereas with Seawald, there's still some risk that like Ryan yeah. Bliss becomes a pretty darn Dominic good player. Canzone is and still Dominic Canzone is still a pretty damn good player. Rojas is yeah. a, you know, could be a totally solid utility player right. for them. I think the reason why I say this is because as much as I wanted to go with one of the moves that he's made this, this offseason, it's hard to without any proof of how that impacted the team. Paul Seawald, there is proof. You can see the impact he had. This team was rudderless at one point until they acquired Paul Seawald, and suddenly his stability at closer allowed this team to not only make the playoffs but do what they did. It allowed Torrey Lavallo to completely adapt his managerial style over the last month of the season to trust his bullpen as much as he did, and and those guys did not let him down. And I obviously there were some situations like the World Series where Paul Seawald didn't have his best you know, outing, obviously, right? But <laughs> still, they wouldn't have even been there without him. So as much as sometimes it's hard to think about that game one uh, loss there at the end, you also got to give credit where credit is due. This team, everything fell into place for this bullpen once Seawald was added and everybody else knew their role. And and I've heard that from several guys. We had, you know, obviously we had Gink in here and Ginkle agreed with that. We had uh, Mantiply saying that. So yeah. it just felt like Seawald was pivotal to that, to the bullpen making the turnaround that it did. And, he, and he's back for 2024, which is so, I mean, imagine the Diamondbacks having an offseason where they don't have to answer the question, what are you who's, doing your, who's your closer, who's your closer, who's your, who's your closer yeah. on opening day, yeah. that that won't be a question heading into 2024. Okay, you guys see my vision over here, right? Mm -hmm. Everything, and even Derek's is kind of the same thing, everything relates to the World Series. <clears throat> now, where my vision takes a turn is when you start talking about what do you do after you make a World Series? Sure. You double down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You invest in the team. Are you taking and both? That, are you taking both moves? That is no. I'm gonna take one. What are you taking? I'm going to take signing Eduardo Rodriguez. Big. Wow. Big. 
It is, it is interesting because obviously I didn't know how to feel about these only because I don't know how people feel about like guessing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. guessing how yeah. somebody, how, like how does the forecasting the future? But yeah, I think it's, it's a big sign to the fan base and to the rest of the team that we ain't done yet. We got more work to do. Right. right. You invest in the some, team. We're bringing you make in people some excited, right? Yeah. Like whether he's good or not at this point in time, people are excited. Yeah. Right, they're yeah. excited to see Eduardo Rodriguez pitch every fifth day behind Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. That's one A, one B, and one C. I mean, if you if you look at his numbers from last year, obviously, I think that this move is significant because it puts them in a position to have one of the best rotations in baseball on paper. Yeah, I get it. I mean, there's certainly some risk here in that yeah. Erod has yet to throw a pitch as a member Correct. of the Diamondbacks. So Correct. who knows how this looks in a but, few years? But, but uh, here, for right now, you I get know, where you're coming. You from. don't want to know what I like? He's already out there giving out Christmas gifts to boys and girls this holiday season as a here. member of the Diamondbacks. Yeah, like already doing that today, and like that's just amazing. Or yesterday, I believe is is when they were doing that. But I, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy get acquired and that quickly be contributing to their community service stuff that they do as, as a team. I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, we know that he's big on family, so I can imagine the that the D-backs are great at that kind of stuff. That's, oh, they that's what they're are. known for. They're, they're phenomenal when it comes to community involvement. I've always enjoyed it. I used to go and cover, I almost went this year to cover their event at Target where they, uh, you know, where they have teen shop for their families and stuff. It, it's, it's always awesome. Everybody gets like assigned a player to walk around with them with, you know, and, and, and all that. Like it's, it's a really cool experience, but yeah, no, I mean, that was a great sign to see him out there doing that. In my last pick, I am taking the second Patel Marte uh, extension. All right. Because Jesse, you talked about value out of the first one and it was crazy value. Five years, 24 million. It's almost exactly what they did with Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Five years, similar. 32 million. It was, right. it was almost identical, but it's harder. It's harder. To get them to sign that after they have the seasons that Correct. Marte has Cattell had. Correct. Cattell was finished fourth in MVP voting. Well, yeah. and Cattell signed this deal right after having a not very good season at all. In or no, no, I'm getting confused. No, he, he was good in 2020. Very, he was good in 2020. He was hurt, but he was very, hurt very good in 2021. Yeah. 2021. Yeah, he signed this. He signed this right before 2022 after an injury laden yes. but very successful yes. 2021. Correct. Yeah. So this is really interesting to me because. Still five years, 76 million. I mean, that's still crazy value for a guy that was the NLCS MVP and could have been the starting second baseman in the all-star game. Should have been. Probably should have been. Ozzy always hit a lot. (laughs) I I mean, it's a really like that. That argument is, is a tough one because Ozzy Albies hit a bunch of bombs. Like you don't get that out of a second baseman, but you get that out of Cattell. And you get that out of Ozzy up, but like Cattell probably should have started or been a reserve. Like it was, you know what I mean? Like it was Cattell is the guy you want at the plate in your biggest moment right now, I think. And and he wants to be that guy. And so I think (laughs) you started this window by making the World Series probably significantly earlier than people expected you to. I mean, you probably weren't expected to compete until next year. And even when you're expected to compete, you're probably still only expected to make the NLDS. Elise is bringing up this is when the D-backs almost ruined his hamstrings, making him a center fielder. Yes. Yeah, it was that was a, a fun time watching him <laughs> in center field. I do have some questions, if I'm being okay. totally honest, about like, I mean, this is through 2027, right? Like, Correct. there's four more seasons here. Correct. I have no reason to think that Cattell won't go into 2024 
and be a really good player like he was in 2023. He's only 29. I I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's still a relatively young player. He's not a fantastic defensive second baseman. So, you know, the the value is going to come from the bat, uh, particularly as he ages. Jesse, so don't he's do a, it. I mean, he can go to DH. Jesse, I'll get, Jesse. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll as of right now, if you put, could, if you put Cattell at DH, hitter. he would be totally fine. Don't, um, don't Jesse it, Jesse. Uh, all right, I'll, I guess I should, I should just stop talking. Just well, I, I'm Jesse, just saying Jesse, I think that at this point, it is hard to say, it is hard to fully assess the value of that contract, but I totally understand where you're coming from. The fact that you're getting, like if you were to try to extend Cattell right now, like if he wasn't under contract for the long term, significantly right now, more than that. Yeah, you're probably not getting him at that dollar value per year after being the NLCS MVP and being a really good player. Connor says it in the chat: insane value for a guy who could have his number retired and go down as one of the best D backs ever. You're talking about quite possibly until Corbin eventually, but quite possibly the best D back ever. Paul Goldschmidt could have had that title had he not gotten traded off had he signed here for the long term paul goldschmidt could have gotten that title and might still be in position for that title considering he did play here for a decent amount of time i think when it's all said and done Cattell's probably going to play the most games ever in a diamondback uniform he might finish with the most like hits as a diamondback he might finish with one of the highest batting averages one of the best highest slugging percent like i'm just saying Cattell Marte is going to go down as that guy right he's the guy that started this run yeah and so like to be able to sign him and get that much value out of a guy and like like you said he maybe he doesn't provide a ton of defensive value i'd move him to dh and i'd still be happy paying that what did the dodgers just pay for a dh <laughs> are we really gonna have this conversation? 700 million dollars <laughs> i believe yeah According to Ken Kendrick, that is. Um, I am going to give you my final pick of this draft, and I think that it is, uh, again, this is uh, kind of like what you were saying. We don't know We don't know how this is going to play out, but because it's new. Uh, and it is an incredible value, though. The Diamondbacks had a huge need at third base. The cost at third base was high. They turned Sebi Zavala, who they acquired off of waivers, like two days ago, it feels like, and uh, basically Carlos Vargas. That's it. Like they basically traded Carlos Vargas to the Seattle Mariners for a Eugenio Suarez that completely fills a need for them. Positional at third base, they had a huge weakness there last season. This guy could probably be a solid DH for this team on top of being an incredible third baseman, but they're going to bring his bat and his defense over here for, I mean, who knows? Again, Carlos Vargas was was – very good at the at times for this team, but definitely not consistent. And you have no idea again what what he's going to become. But it feels very much like they did not have to give up nearly as much as we thought they would in order to bring a third baseman of of Suarez's caliber over here. So I've got the last pick. That's huh? it. It's all you, buddy. All right. Wait, Jesse. Um, so you're going to talk about how you don't know what you're going to get from Cattell, but he'll just say, "Yep, trade for Suarez," and you're well, like, "Well, I, yeah, I feel yeah, like that's a great. broken record." I would say the exact same thing, and yeah. you don't know. The but, last three picks, you could say there's no way to tell how they impact this team. But everything else before that was there, there was viable proof of that. Those those moves sure. impacted this team positively. There's much less risk so with the Eugenio Suarez trade because just real quick, the Eugenio Suarez trade, he's under contract for one season. Correct. You don't have to Correct. pick up the option for the following year. You didn't give up any big trade assets to get him. The Erod thing 
that one you're you're committing 80 million dollars yeah, there's there's, yeah. a, there's a substantially greater investment there so that's why i didn't and a greater feel, risk i didn't feel as much of a need to go on Thank the you, same rant so, I so what i what i, I, what I, I will anyway. say jesse is if any three of those were available at the last pick would you have taken them if we had gone say we had gone say they were back taken. the curtain say we had gone fernando rodney brad ziegler and tommy fam all concrete i think would you the, have taken one of those three uh I don't know. If I did, it would have been the Suarez trade. <laughs> Suck it, Jacob. The Erod one, there's too much unknown for me right now. The Cattell extension, I mean, again, if you go back one year, Cattell did not have a good 2022 season. There was a Spent world. The whole season pretty much. There right. was a world entering 2023 where we thought Cattell Marte's second extension was kind of an albatross. Like, oh gosh, you just gave $76 million to a guy who wasn't good before the extension has even like kicked in right um but yeah I, I i see i mean now certainly after the season he had i i see what you're saying with with pretty good value there okay. um not, what's your last pick there's not a whole yeah I, it's it's tough i'm tempted to go the tommy fam trade just because of the narratives and the the clubhouse impact and you know all that stuff he was certainly a big part of this team down the stretch god he was good. he wasn't quite as good i mean he had a 95 ops plus after the trade he wasn't the same hitter for the D-backs as he was with the Mets. So I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to throw it back to 2018. And we're going to talk a little Chris Iannetta here. That's a good one. Chris Iannetta. That's a good one, believe it or not. In 2018, the Diamondbacks paid him. It was a one-year, $1.7 million contract. And all Chris Iannetta did is come over to the D-backs in 2018. Or sorry, this is 2017. 2017. I'm getting my years confused. Yeah, this is 2017. Chris Iannetta comes over to the D-backs, hits 254, 354, 511, an 865 OPS with 17 homers in 89 games. That's like, that's a that's pretty darn good value right there. Uh, and granted the 2017 D-backs I said earlier you know things didn't quite end the way that they wanted to but he was a huge part in getting them as far as they went I was also kind of tempted to go Daniel Descalso I knew another, you were I, knew I wondered really if that was the part. other one you were looking at I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't the Brad Ziegler trade yeah well the Ziegler thing in in 18 was I mean value wise was was great I mean the D-backs got Brad Ziegler from the Marlins and and they gave up uh, a prospect who I don't I don't believe has made the majors um, but also, you know, Brad Ziegler in 2018, I think that was the last year he pitched in the majors. He wasn't, he wasn't quite peak Zach Brad Ziegler. This wasn't the Brad Ziegler that we saw earlier in his career when he was with the Diamondbacks and he was their closer and he was really, really good. Um, but yeah, that was, that was another good move. Uh, Descalso was a good move. Fernando Rodney, I think would be a, a valid pick here, but yeah. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Chris Sinetta. Joe Mantiply, I think is another root move we didn't touch on that was sure. a great move uh, especially considering Mantiply became an all-star for this team not too long it was a after. minor league minor league contract yeah, yeah. well you know uh what we're gonna do we'll post this on our twitter account you guys can go vote for which one of us you think uh drafted the best team of moves i suppose uh and you can also make yourself some moves yourself over at the bet mgm sportsbook app uh, right now you can get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you sign up using our code of phnx all you have to do is download the app on ios or android or visit betmgm.com sign up and deposit at least ten dollars in, into your newly created account and make your first bet if your bet does not win you will receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if the bet loses uh, once it, it once it does lose if it does lose your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled all you have to do is sign up for betmgm and use our bonus code of phnx and place your first 
Bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least $10 or more. Swing for the fences. Remember, if you don't hit that bet, you will receive that money back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our baby boy Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. We really could have covered Madison Bumgarner being removed from this team. It's one of his best moves, but that's that's for a later time <laughs> to discuss, of course. Uh, speaking of money and saving money, one thing you might want to do is check out our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. Of course, for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. They got me started on my home ownership journey, and they can get you started as well. They're dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solution that make your lives better. Look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. And right now, when you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 back in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Jesse, we had a fun little thing come out. Jeff Passan kind of broke the story, uh, but we, we found out that there will be a new top prospect event this spring uh, coming to a minor league ballpark near you. Not minor league, a, a major league spring training ballpark near you. It's called Spring Breakout, and the best prospects from every major league baseball team are going to play a game against another team's top minor league prospects at a big league training uh, spring training facility these are going to take place in the grapefruit league and here in the cactus league all 30 major league clubs will uh, assemble a roster filled with 20 to 25 of their best prospects to take on other uh, minor league or rookie talents from other organizations uh, each team will play at least one seven inning exhibition game as part of the initiative our own diamondbacks will take on their i guess their sister team over at salt river fields uh, that is the rockies on march 16th uh, and so there will be one arizona team one florida team because there's 15 in both uh both leagues that will play twice i believe it's the cincinnati reds and the st louis cardinals are the two teams that will play two games but really cool kind of exhibition game here to highlight yeah. you know because they did talk about the fact that a lot of times you don't get to see these guys until it's the sixth seventh eighth inning potentially of a, of a spring training game everybody's kind of checked out by that point nobody cares as much and honestly it's it's something that happens almost in every spring training game so that is part of spring training but this is a bit more like the fall league where these guys are getting the spotlight yeah i i love it i think it's a fantastic idea um yeah i mean it's just such a fun idea right like all the best prospects yeah, from one team so playing cool. all the best prospects from another team and it could um, be ever any level right it could be yeah it sounds a, like double these a, aren't just guys who are yeah. these guys these aren't just guys who are like competing for the major league roster these are it sounds like these are guys who could be down in like single a or something who are still kind of finding their way uh, i think it's a tremendous uh tremendous idea for major league baseball to try to showcase these guys a little bit more uh, and spring training is a is a, a good outlet to, to yeah. do it as yeah. as good a situation as any to kind of get everyone together in the same place and and make a game like this happen. So yeah, March fourteenth to seventeenth, there's just going to be like a smattering of these these types of games every single day. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a lot of a whole lot of fun to watch. My Tremendous. favorite thing is the Dodgers fan that tweeted about this, and he thought it was. 
the top prospects from one team played your major league team. So he's that like, imagine be, the 18 year old pitcher yeah. facing Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman. Nobody and wants like to do that. Everybody, the whole comments were like typical Dodgers reading comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it's a tremendous opportunity, obviously, for the young players to be seen. Tremendous opportunity for organizations and scouts to see their yeah. young players. I know it's just one game, so it's not like it's going to really change lives, but you never know, right? Like sometimes when it comes to uh the the impression a young player can make on on the powers that be uh this is that perfect opportunity to to be showcased and and to be seen plus it's just kind of fun it's fun for the fans uh and these are going to be great like you said 14th through the 17th so make sure you keep an eye out for those games and i would say definitely make it out to one of those during that uh that stretch between the 14th and the 17th from a from a d-back standpoint if they did this like a couple years ago it would have been especially electric, electric right brandon I mean, fought on the mound yeah, corbin carroll there, out there Darryl. yeah see like getting to see those guys yeah. before they became what they are now uh, especially corbin carroll is ob- obviously is, is really cool but it's the i mean you can apply the same thinking now like there are we guys see you middle will, in yeah on the yeah mound, potentially right. there are guys who will play in this game now that yeah in a, in a couple years could be really good players not only you know for the diamondbacks but certainly all the other teams out there as well so uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this i think it'll be the arizona fall league doesn't get the love that it deserves and this is sort of like a, a second uh, a second run at kind of what the Arizona Fall League is in some ways, except like pitting one team directly against another team. It's kind of it's kind of fun to do it that way. Also, Arizona continues to be baseball nirvana because we get this Correct. wonderful opportunity here, and only Florida is the only other state where this is going to happen. So make sure to take advantage. Another thing we are looking forward to very much tonight, uh, very much so, is tonight's PHNX holiday party that is going to be taking place. Uh, and I just wanted to get before the party starts um, your predictions on <laughs> my predicting. Well, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot that could go wrong tonight. So, I mean, I, I want to I wanted to cover like who's going to bring the worst gift to the white elephant. Probably, exchange. probably me. It is going to be you. That is the correct answer. That's why I wanted to kick things off. Who is going to be the person that doesn't show up and has an actual excuse to not show up? Oh, I was going to say an actual excuse. It's Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob's absolutely going to use uh, the, the child or something. Uh, the moment you have a kid, like you have an excuse it's to an get excuse out of anything. machine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even have to try hard. You can just be like, I can't, the kid. And people are like, I mean, if I, I sat it. here and I told you over the last week, she's had the stomach flu, a double ear infection, and pink eye. Sounds made up. You sound made yeah. up. That child Completely is that's child, yeah. but that that is literally what we are. That is literally <laughs> what we are dealing with. I don't. I don't believe that that child has all those ailments. Um, <laughs> who's going to drink entirely too much liquor at the party tonight, Derek? I mean, that's probably Why you, me? right? <laughs> what? Did you specifically I, tailor these questions? I, so that the answer was sneaky answer. Yeah, sneaky answer. Espo. Oh, 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 interesting. That's exciting. That yeah. that gets that looks like yeah, because I can see that because uh, he's not going to monitor how much he drinks. He's not a big drinker. That's jolly. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he's going to have a good time. That's for sure. Um, okay, uh, I, I guess that there's obviously Saul is going to give up. He, he has some speeches and some awards to give out to the team. Um, who's who's going to be the MVP? Who gets who takes home the hardware tonight? Jesse Jesse Friedman. Wow, really. No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be. Yes, no. it's probably um, Leah Merrill. Very, uh, very popular in the office. Someone yeah. that everyone has a lot of mad respect for Leah's I work ethic and so forth. For She's the one who like sort of keeps our office from 
looking like a you know a total bachelor pad at times so i also do that uh, as well. yeah it's pretty much you and leah i put together the that shelf the time, that's yeah. behind us yesterday so <laughs> i do the dad stuff around here um i i would say damon damon, damon damon's gonna, gonna be the, damon's yeah. gonna be the mvp yeah I think okay. he deserves it. There is a. Uh, there, why isn't he here today, Derek? Well, because you why know. Why does he get he, days off? He needs Tell people what you guys are nominated for. We are nominated as a show for comeback of the year. Best that, comeback, yeah. Best comeback. Best, best comeback. I think Rising, D-backs, and um, I don't even remember who the third Yotes? was. No, I don't think it's Yotes. Okay. Um, it's us. The answer of is course, us. Comeback has to imply that you were really down bad in the first place. <laughs> so. Jesse, we started this show uh, during the one of the worst seasons in, in franchise bad. history. We Not did, we did one of the worst seasons in baseball history because yeah. we didn't have baseball. We did episodes during a, 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 blo- a, a what is it? A lockout? Blackout? I don't even remember what it's called anymore. I just know we didn't have anything to talk about for months. Come on. We, we definitely deserve that. The rising. I mean, yeah, they won their championship, but still, <laughs> <laughs> we know we're we're the major sport around here. Anyway, uh, can't wait for that, and of course, very excited uh, to hang out with all of our wonderful teammates around here and have some fun tonight. So, uh, Elizabeth, of course, asks, uh, "You didn't invite the chat to the PHNX holiday party." Well, now I feel uh, mm. bad about that i feel like i didn't do my due diligence yeah, maybe i shouldn't have discussed it on the show because that's that's what you do you don't discuss a party that you're throwing in front of the people that you're not yeah, inviting not really to the party it's probably pretty you're tacky you're but. you're part of the party planning committee i am i put together for, tables and you. chairs and, and linens today i was i was efficient <laughs> but uh of course uh some of those snacks that we're going to have tonight some of the stuff is going to come from our friends at circle k because why not we love circle k we love their snacks and right now is a great time to sign up for their inner circle membership program you can save even more on gas gas prices are low but why not save another 25 cents off per gallon all you have to do is sign up for the inner circle for free by downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com for deep details but when you do you will get 25 cents off per gallon for your first five fill-ups you also get three cents off per gallon every day after that you'll get buy five get the sixth one free on a selection of circle k products and you'll also be able to check out their 31 days of circle k in the inner circle app right now where you can get free prizes snacks weekly entries into bigger grand prizes and so much more so again sign up for that today and it is free to do so so uh get the inner circle also check out our friends from game time you're looking for last minute ticket deals you're looking for last minute present ideas game time can help you out with both of those especially if you have people in your life that want to go to upcoming games concerts and shows game time is the place for last minute ticket deals it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason it's also extremely aesthetically pleasing and easy to use so just snag the tickets without the stress with game time download their app now create an account use code phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Well, we thank you guys so much for stopping by. Uh, I have some more decorating to do upstairs, so uh, I'm going to go get going on that. I guess Jesse's probably going to do his job and write an article or something. I don't know. I'm going to go move <laughs> boxes, but we appreciate you guys uh, joining us today. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Father Overlord Jacob, a.k.a. Fodge. He is at Jacob underscore Franklin four, because once again, he's the fourth best Jacob Franklin. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate your time today, guys. We thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, and remember, kids, 
Baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Mike Hazen general manages your life.